0: Amen. Open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. And uh, Mike Viscom isn't in the service again tonight. I'm not waiting any longer for this joke because he won't remember it. That's part of what the joke is about. Okay. While on a road trip, an elderly couple stopped at a roadside restaurant for lunch. After finishing their meal, they left the restaurant and resumed their trip. When leaving, the elderly woman unknowingly left her glasses on the table, and she didn't miss them until they had been driving about 20 minutes. Then, to add to the aggravation, they had to travel quite a distance before they could find a place to turn around and go back in order to return to the restaurant so she could, receive or, could retrieve her glasses. All the way back, the elderly husband became classic, grouchy old man. He fussed and complained and scolded his wife relentlessly during the entire return trip. The more he chided her, the more agitated he became. He just wouldn't let up for one minute. To her relief, they finally arrived at the restaurant, and as the woman was hurriedly trying to get out of the car and hurry inside to retrieve her glasses. Her husband yelled out of his window, while you're in there, you might as well get my hat and the credit card. (laughs) Don't ask my wife about things I forget. And in that same, she won't remember either. In the same vein, Bill, Jim, and Scott were at a convention together and were sharing a large suite atop a 75-story a a skyscraper. After a long day of meetings, they were shocked to hear that the elevators in their hotel were broken and they wouldn't, be, they wouldn't be able to use it and would have to climb 75 flights of stairs to get to their room. Bill said to Jim and Scott, let's break the monotony of this unpleasant ordeal and task by concentrating on something interesting. I'll tell jokes for 25 flights. Jim can sing songs for 25 flights. And Scott can tell sad stories the rest of the way. At the 26th floor, Bill stopped telling jokes and Jim began to sing. At the 51st floor, Jim stopped singing and Scott began to tell sad stories. And he says, I will tell my saddest story first. He says, I left the room key in the car. You'll laugh like you've been there, done that type of thing, huh? All right. Okay. Let me pray and we'll get started. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just ask now, Father, that you help us to come apart from the cares of this world. And Father, Lord, we're Bible-believing Christians. Father, we are saved by grace. We are kept through grace. And Father, we're admonished and commanded to show grace to others and help that to be true in our lives tonight as we look at your grace For the next week or two. And we'll thank you for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince in power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And if you can't see his working today, you are blind spiritually. Among whom also we all had our conversation. That was all part of our lives, wasn't it? Had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace are ye saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast." You see there it says we're saved by grace. If you're here tonight and you're not saved, the only thing that can save you is the grace of God shown through the love of God in Christ Jesus going to Calvary's cross for you. And not only going to the cross, but being resurrected the third day. And now, because of His grace, He's also seated at the right hand of the Father on high, interceding for us. That's a continuation of that grace if you don't understand it. okay. We're saved by grace. If you look at Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 7, it says, But unto every one of us is given what? Grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. It is a gift of Christ. Grace, unmerited favor. You don't deserve the good in your life. It's only by God's grace. If I got what I deserved, I wouldn't even be here. It wouldn't be that there'd be a, a, a lightning bolt and a pile of ashes. That had already happened long ago. And my soul would be in torments. Because all have sinned to come sure of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that understandeth. There's none that seeketh after God. I can still remember early on when I had a friend witness to me. There, there used to be a popular, and I'm old enough that it was popular, I believe, in the, the 70s and the early 80s. It was a bumper sticker that says, I found it. And then it's says, underneath, new life in Jesus Christ. No, he found me. And he found you. Okay? Because we were dead in trespasses and sins. And so tonight I want you to think about this. Grace comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. It comes from him. Turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness... And the darkness comprehended it not. Now go skip down to verse 9. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. If you're here tonight and you're alive, physically, it's only because of Jesus Christ. If you're alive spiritually, it's only because of Jesus Christ. That was the true light which lighteth who? Only the saved? every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him to them he gave power to become the sons of God even to them to believe on his name which were born not of the blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father. What does it say there? Full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace in truth came by Jesus Christ. No man the seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. So grace comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't believe me? Take it up with God. Grace for grace. Now, tonight we'll probably only get through what we are because of grace. The first thing I want you to do is turn to 2 Timothy, chapter 1. 2 Timothy, chapter 1. Look at verse 8. The Apostle Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is telling Timothy and speaking to us today through the Word. And he says, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and what? Grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. See, You know what you are because of God's grace? You're called. You're called. It says many are called and few are chosen. God is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness but is not willing that any should perish but that All should come to repentance. The very first man that God created didn't come out of evolution, out of death, you know, non-life giving life. Because you have to believe that fairy tale to believe in evolution. Okay? He creates Adam in his own image and his own likeness. So that Adam, who couldn't understand the fullness of the relationship with God, and you're going to ask me, who was he walking in the cool evening with? No man hath seen God at any time, lest the Son declare him. You don't have to agree with me, but that's who I think Adam was dealing with. And when he commits sin... I don't like the saying about falling into sin. That means, okay, you came up to something and you fell into it. No, you walked into it. You stepped into it. You chose to do it. And when Adam sinned, and Eve had sinned, and they tried to cover their sins, because that's what people do. They don't want other people to know about it. They hear God's voice calling to them. And you hear, Adam, where art thou? And God knew where they were. See, see, what are we because of God's grace? We are called. Look at Ephesians now, chapter 1. Just a page back in my Bible. Ephesians chapter 1, Verse 3 Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, I told you grace is unmerited favor. Who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him. You want to be chosen? You got to be where? In him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself. I love that because when people don't think they have a father, there's one who will always be your father. And physical birth isn't something normally that most men purposely choose. But adoption is a choice beforehand of that child. To the adoption of children by Jesus Christ, to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us what? Accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of what? His grace. We are forgiven. Redemption through His blood. We are forgiven according to the riches of His grace, wherein He hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. And I'm not going to read down to the end of the sentence. It continues on. I'm stopping at that verse, but I want you to think about this. His grace allows us to have forgiveness. We are supposed to be Becoming more and more and more like our Savior. You say, why are you, why are you putting emphasis on that? That's because if we're going to show grace to others, we need to be willing to forgive them. Look at Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Verse twelve. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved. And what did I just say, what were you? You were accepted in the beloved. Every word of God is pure and is important. Holy and beloved, bowels of put on as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another, and. Forgiving one another, even if any man hath a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave, so, do, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which ye are what? Gee, aren't we called because of God's grace? to which ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. I only read that passage for Andrew. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. I was encouraging somebody I was counseling with that they needed to start listening to good Christian music, maybe learning to play psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs as a replacement, along with memorizing God's word, for them to break the sinful habit that was in their life. Okay? But you understand, to truly forgive someone, it only comes about when you let God's grace work through you. Hmm? you got to have grace with one another. Lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up and trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. See, forgiveness is not something you give because they ask for it. Forgiveness is something you give because Christ gave it to you. Whether they receive it, that's their issue whether they're able to accept that and whether they're willing to confess what was done wrong, what the sin was, that's their issue. When you show grace to another, you know what it does? It frees you up from the bitterness that comes out of not having grace towards them in forgiveness. See, so if we are called and we are forgiven, you know what we need to do? Our Savior on the cross, at the end of the suffering, six hours of time on the cross, from about nine in the morning till after three in the afternoon, on the cross, he suffered an eternity of the suffering of hell. And so many hours' time. And before he gave up the ghost, because he couldn't kill him, he gave up the ghost, he said, Father... Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Because of his grace we are forgiven. Not only that, in Romans chapter 3, verse 24, I won't make you turn there, it says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Justified. I'm justified before my heavenly Father before the judge of all the earth. I'm justified by God's grace through Jesus Christ. I hadn't been saved very long. We started coming to church in Fairhaven. It's before this church started. And one of the first times I heard Pastor Christian preach, he said, if you want to understand justified, he stood up and he goes, it's just as if I'd never sinned. I'm justified. God doesn't see it on you any longer. Justified by His grace. Do we lose sight of that? Justified. I don't know about you. Titus 3 and verse 7 says that being justified by His grace, look at how important it is, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life, justified by his grace. Why is that so important? I want you to understand, justified, how? Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. You want a witness to a, a Jewish person? Take him here. Take him here. If you want to know what the Tanakh Road is, or is the Isaiah Road, ask Pastor Kenny after the service. Isaiah 53. This is the passage that I believe that every believer should read quite often. Because it helps you understand what the Lord did for you. And what was prophesied. But I just want you to look at Two verses of it. I'm not reading the whole chapter, but look at verse ten. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief, when thou shalt make as an offer his excuse me, his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his what? And shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant. Justify many. Justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities. Justified by him taking mine. Mine iniquities. Him taking mine. Think about that. He shall bear their iniquities It's because of the love of Christ. Charity suffereth long, and is kind, is not puffed off, doth not behave itself unseemly. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. You say, why I say that? Because on some have compassion making the difference. Okay? When they reject the compassion of God, then others, on others, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. But we are called, we are forgiven, and we are justified by His grace through his suffering, what I put upon him. What you put upon him. A lost and dying world needs to hear of God's grace. All God's people said, amen. Amen. Good night and God bless.